Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Agri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike welcome back the red white report coming up tom murphy in a minute as well um i don't know what else we can say about this game i mean everybody's feeling hell mary-ish i think related to arkansas and uh we'll get into it though in a second i wanted to mention i went to the travs game last night they are playing their do or die game tonight against springfield and uh, todd pierce you know as well as anyone there's two things I love. Rooting for the Cubs and rooting against the Cardinals at all levels. Same here. So tonight, it's all about the Travs, baby. Had a weird thing happen last night. Todd and I were talking about this on Twitter last night, but they bring a guy in, and he had a kind of a weird motion, too. It was like he was almost like a two-part throwing motion. So he gets all warmed up, and we're sitting there twiddling our thumbs waiting for them. By the way, Cardinals had jumped out. They went 0-1-2-3 to start the game, and their, and their run scored, and the Travs were struggling. They did make a late push. They ended up losing the game, obviously, deciding game tonight. So the guy gets all this warm-up pitches in, and then something weird happens. The umps walk out there, and they're like – and then the guy, like – they're like – they call for another guy. They bring another guy in. I'm like, what is going on right now? They just warm this guy up. We're ready to go. Sir, beep, boo, boo. So it turns out they didn't have this dude on the card, on the line on the lineup roster. card. So he couldn't pitch. I've never seen him before. I said, wow. I tweeted this out like, I've never seen this in pros, high school, college, little league, anywhere. And I'm like, I know you people out there and go, oh, it happens all the time. But then I talked to much people who watch a lot of baseball, like, I've never seen this before. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Isn't that someone's job to write his name Pitch, down? And it's on the, the postseason. This is That's not the first <laughs> game of spring ball. What are we doing? Bizarre. You don't have that in T ball. No. Mm. It was funny. <laughs> then I had the weirdest thing I've ever had happen in my life. I don't even know what was wrong with me. I don't know how this happened. Couldn't happen again in a million years. I'm sitting just third base side of behind home plate, about maybe three sections up. Thank you, John, for the tickets. So foul ball comes up. It it barely goes over the net. And I'm like, okay. So it lands about five rows in front of us. Bing. Caram's up to the upper deck. <laughs> Bing. Caram's back down. <laughs> Bing. I don't know where I was looking, but all of a sudden I turn around, and there's the ball, and it lands right in my beer. <laughs> how'd you not catch it? I don't know what I was doing. I'm like, how did I miss that? What happened? It lands in there. It was almost like, you know, you see the the the, uh, the elaborate domino setups. It lands in the beer. The beer tip topples over, and it rolls down two rows in this guy's hands. He wipes the ball off and gives it to a little kid. I'm like, I want the ball. That's I a, lost the beer. That's the greatest baseball story Pitch I've kid. ever heard. I'm like, it go ding, dong, ding, and it comes down. I'm like, And then I turn. I was like, what, what was I doing? How did I miss that? What am I doing? It was so bizarre. Dang, I thought Stephen A. Smith's throw was bad. Hey, the, he really, foul ball lands in your beer and you don't catch it. He really did Yen, deserve the, the ball from that. No. It's like did you the get time a free I got beer? hit in the head no. with a hockey puck and it bounced up a row and this kid grabbed it. I was like, hey, that's mine. He, and he grabbed it and wouldn't give it back. I'm like, if you get hit with it you or it takes your beer out, you should get yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, that's a rule. Right, you should get a free beer. The Travs should have given oh, you a beer. Oh, by the way, we see, ball. actually, I deserved all that I got. And that was so embarrassing. I'm like, how did I miss that? Like, I don't even know what I was looking at. I think I was looking over here because I was like, where's it going to come off the thing? And by the time it was down, I was like trying to get back over to my seat. And it was uh, yeah, it was in the beer. So an interesting thought came to mind. They keep showing this Stephen A. Smith bouncing the ball up to home plate uh-huh. over and over and over again. There was something called the Monroe Doctrine that you know mm-hmm. summed up U.S. interest in Central and South America. There was the Roosevelt Doctrine. Here's the Acre Doctrine. Don't accept an invitation to throw out the first pitch. No. How many times have you said, it can't end well, there's nothing to be gained from nothing. it. Nothing. And these guys keep doing it and doing it. And I'm like, if they listen to Justin, I will never sing an themselves. anthem. I can sing fine. Yeah. I will never sing an anthem. Yeah. I will never throw out a first pitch. There is zero upside. That's it. Because if you do a great job, you're like, oh, good job. 
<laughs> yeah, Stephen A. Smith would have thrown a strike. No we one would care. No, no one never would care. Seen it. George W. No, you would have seen it because they do every. And he, yes. he can take a crap, and they're going to like show it on TV, <laughs> and he's going to tell you about it for three segments. But generally, you're right. If somebody does well, nobody cares. That's it. I, I just it's so, there's zero upside, <laughs> and no one listens. And they'll yes, I must do this immediately. I'm like, this isn't going to end well. If the only yeah. way I can get like onto the field during a Cubs game is to throw out a first pitch, <laughs> hell yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> But I don't want to do it. Like I, the Travis, like, hey, you want to throw out a first pitch? I'm like, no, I don't. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Now, having said all this, and I think you're 100 percent right. If I ever get an invitation to throw out the first pitch at a Travs game, I'm going to accept. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fire it 10 feet over the head of the catcher into the net on the fly. You should hit the bull. I'm going mm. to do that. And I might hit the bull, or I might hit the uh, possum, Odie. Poor so, Odie. Yeah. I threw out the first pitch, and it was perfect strike. I was so proud of myself. No one said a word. No, and that's no. what no he one just said. A word. No one cares. I'm like, that, yes, it was that, just expected that I would be able to do that. And if and you'd I was like, missed it, you'd still be hearing about it today. I was, and I was nervous because mm. you, you see all this, and I'm like, I got to throw a strike. I got it. And uh, it was perfect. That's the acre doctrine. A word. And you a need word. to trademark it, and you might get some residuals. Thank off Thank you, Pigs Ken. And again, it's a sidebar. You got to sing the anthem, but I mean, mm-hmm. I ain't singing the anthem. I don't want the anthem. I could sing the anthem, but I don't want the anthem. I sing along with the anthem, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if I'm forced to sing an anthem sometime? I'm like, I like to practice every time. So I'm singing out of my breath every time I hear an anthem, which is 10,000 times a year because of all the sporting events we go to. Oh, my to. God. Anyway. Stop. Yeah. You guys are going to get asked. Wes is trying days. to get it taken out. He's like, enough with the anthem already. They, we got they, it. They should just You're going to get a call from Stephen Davis tonight and saying, hey, come sing for us. For everything. Yeah. Well, I can't tonight. I'm going to be watching my kid. So yeah. I, I got to sing the out. national anthem there. <laughs> good job. No. Do it remotely from the house. I would never do that in front of my child. I would oh, not subject him to that. Big game. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires, with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. All right, the Red White Report basically became the red and white of the Arkansas Travelers. Again, tonight, deciding game, head over and support them. We've got a four-pack of tickets we're going to give away a little bit later in the show. We're also going to qualify somebody for our Southwest Classic trip, so stay tuned to that. Arkansas LSU, let's just give them the particulars, Wes. The game kicks at 6, right? So that means the pregame starts at 3, which means our Mud Connection Hogwild pregame show starts at so. <laughs> with David Basil and Mr. Shap. So make sure you tune into that. Stick around for the first Security Fifth Quarter show afterwards. And a great, you got the A-team. Did you see the story on uh, Herbie? No. Mm-mm. So Herbie did the game last night. My dad was like, you know this game's on Amazon Prime? I'm like, did you know all the games were on Amazon Prime last year? <laughs> Come on, Frank. And uh, he's like, you got to log in. I'm like, yeah, here's use my email. And then I'm like, I don't know what my log. So I gave him like nine password options. I can't get in there. He's like, I'm like, sorry, Dad, you're not watching the game tonight. sounds like me. My dad didn't watch one football game, professional football game, for 70-plus years. Not one. Now the guy is a Kansas City fan because his neighbors are, and he wants to see Brock Purdy play every night out. That's awesome. It's bizarre. You can teach the old dog new tricks. I'm proud of him. Oh, anyway, awesome. Herbie is calling the game. you got an A team, and, and Wes, this will make up for last week because that was a terrible crew. Chris Fowler in the booth with Herbie and then Holly Rowe roaming the sidelines. We love Holly Rowe. Mm-hmm. So Herbie this week, before we bring in Tom, or as we bring in Tom, let's bring in Tom Murphy. Tom, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I, I do not condone the Acredoc. You don't? Okay, we'll talk about I mean, that. Wait. No, I condone the I condone. Oh, you do condone it. You support it? Yes. Okay. I think I, we see eye to eye on most no. things. Oh, you're anti? No. I'm anti-Acre Doctrine because for every Carly Ray Jepsen or 50 Cent or Obama... There's, there's always a hitting the guy and the don't add and stuff. Like it, it turns into a, a good meme, and I like those. Okay, I'm just saying there's no. There's no upside typically cause for you to do it. Yeah, to Wes's point, if you throw a strike, no one cares. Yes. No, we care, and like oh, like George okay. Bush went out there on. Yeah. The, the That's a little game different after one. after 9/11. I mean, that, that was, was a big moment, Tom. That's right. Yeah, it's like we're, America. We're gonna throw strikes and put a boot in your ass. You're gonna get it for that, you knuckleheads. <laughs> that was different. I like that. That's there's some symbolism there. Yes. Anyway. Well, so so if the Acre Doctrine is to never do it, then see, I'm against that. No, I someone do should do it. I'm saying if they ask you. You shouldn't do it because what do you think is going to happen? 
You, I used to literally think this. I thought, I'm going to go out in my backyard, I'm going to work, I'm going to shoot a bunch of jumpers, I'm going to make a bunch, and maybe, just maybe, Johnny Orr will drive by and give me a scholarship to <laughs> Iowa State. Never happened. I'm like, what do you think? I'm going to go out there and throw a perfect first pitch, and the Yankees are going to call me and go, hey, we could really use another guy in A-ball. I mean, you know what I mean? There's no upside for me. That's my whole point. It is a good thing. You're right. I'm all for the first pitch tradition. I'm just saying, you got to think about it from your personal perspective, completely egomaniacally, and it's a bad thing. Oh, man, I don't know. If you're like me, you have Googled the worst worst top ten first pitches ever, and mm-hmm. I watch it with glee, and then you, 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 you become something. So then you can also do that. All right, Tom. See, Wes, you could have messed it all up, and you could have been on, on videos. Yeah, right? well, okay. If I ever do it, I'm going to throw the worst pitch ever on purpose. Tom, I apologize. I got us off this rabbit hole, and this has been a great discussion. Let me get back to Herbie. And, Tom, you're lucky you were not subjected to that television broadcast. You were, you were, you were subjected <laughs> to that football game. Um, but, anyway, Kirk Herbstreet went from Nash. He's going to Nashville to San Francisco for the game last night, 2,300 miles. San Fran to Cincy, 2,383 for a game tonight. High school game. His son's game, yeah. yes. Then he's going wow. two, 200 miles to South Bend for game day. Then they're flying him South Bend to Baton Rouge, 822 miles. Then after that, he's going back home. Total, 6,176 miles from Thursday to Saturday night. Now, he does fly on a private jet. You know, he keeps a private jet. But still, that's a cool deal. Mm. So It's a really cool deal. I think Herbie's great for the game. And um, because he's in a jet, he's not going to be, you know, suffering. He can get up and walk around if he wants. So he'll be fine. Tom, let me ask your opinion because I respect you, and this has nothing to do with your real job. Um, my father texts me every weekend. <laughs> he used to text me every weekend about how much he loves Maria Taylor. God, I love Maria Taylor. Man, Maria Taylor's great. Isn't Maria Taylor so wonderful? Every Saturday during game day. Now every Saturday I get, I hate Pat McAfee. What a clown. Why doesn't he wear any sleeves? Why did they get rid of David Pollock and put this idiot on there? I can't stand him. He's awful. What is wrong with him? What is ESPN thinking? And then I got Clint Sterner on the other side. He loves McAfee. Where do you come down on this thing? Um, so what is Pat McAfee? He's an entertainment piece. Right. And he's good at it. And just him alone talking with his buddies about whether Travis Kelsey was dating Taylor Swift or not mm-hmm. was right, was, was pure entertainment. And so I'm for it. Does he go over the edge sometimes? Yeah. But that's what modern-day entertainment is, man. Sometimes people go over the edge. And it doesn't appeal to everyone, but it appeals to a lot of people. I I will tell you this. I love his show, and I like him personally, and I think he'd be fun to hang out with. But I don't necessarily love him in the context of game day. Even though they needed something to spark things a little bit, I just think that is not a clown show. Mm. And if I don't want a guy on the set being a clown show. Maybe if you have a reporter that's a little more squirrely, I'm okay with it. But having him him kind of up there goofing with those guys, I think he drags Herbie down to a level that, you know, Herb, Herb Street's kind of buttoned up. He and he, he makes, he's got him over there doing, like, bathroom jokes and stuff. I'm like, calm down. Yeah, they, they have to kind of shoehorn that whole part in. And Don't get me going on game day. To me, there's so many things they could change it up. For instance, always going with Desmond first and going across the panel. I don't like that format. I, I, I would want to change it up. But I'm sure they do that for their Chirons and what have you. Um, and, yeah, don't get me going. I, I have too many thoughts about game day. All right, once again, I've avoided the Arkansas football program for as long as I can. Now we must talk about it, Tom. <laughs> Last weekend, again, I wasn't devastated over it. I watched the game. I you know, I watched it completely sober on a Sunday. I went through and went through all of it. I didn't think it was that terrible. It's a very disappointing loss, and it certainly has lit the fan base on fire, but I didn't think it was that horrific. Clearly, Sam is feeling the heat, though, a little bit. Maybe it's just internal, but the way that he has dealt with some of the questions coming from you guys... And then also talking this week about social media. It's obviously getting to him a little bit. And I know it tears him up inside. And that's right. For any great coach, it isn't a job. It's a life. This is what he lives for. I get it. Um, But, again, I don't think it was the end of the world. I don't expect him to bounce back this week necessarily. But what's your feeling about sort of the the aura around the, the, the program right now and Sam specifically? Well, I think because they knew what they were about to embark on, um, that put higher value on that game. And it almost felt like they were a little bit tense and trying to not lose that game. Whereas BYU came in here, they wanted revenge from last year. They didn't show well in front of their home fans. Uh, they changed their, their roster over. They had a good game plan, and they were playing to win. And so it all, it all kind of caught up to Arkansas in that they, they, they cashed in 
the short short fields they got. The 10-yard shank punt, touchdown. The interception return, touchdown. And then they weren't moving the ball very well, and they had the, the double pass. And so those, that's three touchdowns right there that were, you know, not exactly gifts, but kind of gifts. And Arkansas didn't get any of that. And then when they had to pass at the end of the game, um, the pass code didn't hold up very well, and they weren't moving the pocket at that point, and BYU just honed in on, on KJ. So, yeah, everything you just said, I get it. I feel for Sam because he wants to please the fan base, and um, and they didn't win that game, and they're about to go on a four-game deal where if you win one of them, you're doing pretty good. If you win two, you're doing great. I mean, that's how tough this next, mm-hmm. these next four games are. So yeah. I feel for them. Um, I do wish fans – the knee-jerk reaction by fans on social media is one of the uh, one of the one of the drag downs of the modern game, and I you just have to not pay attention to it, or you have to let it roll off your back and just prepare the best you can. And some coaches and some players maybe don't do a good job of just like just turning it off and focusing on what you need to focus on. Tom, how does Arkansas move the ball offensively this week when you have an offensive line that's struggling going up against the top defensive line in the SEC and one of the best in the country? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, are you going to get pushed on your own line? Well, these guys all, you know, three of them apparently have hand injuries, including Bo Lemmer. And so what can you not do when you have hand injuries? You don't get a good, that good first push, you know, that blow that you want to deliver. It might not be as good. Maybe you can't drive as well. So that hurts you. So they're going to have to be very creative in the way they move KJ around, um, what they do in their run game. They have to have some some wrinkles that LSU hasn't seen on tape yet and make them have to adjust. Um, it's, it's just going to be a difficult assignment. I mean, they have to be able to establish the run enough that, that LSU honors it some, and then they have to be accurate in the passing game. It's a tall order. You know, all these things have to fall in place because um, they haven't moved the ball very well on LSU either of the last two years. This is almost a role reversal from last week. I mean, to me, Arkansas needs to go in there with nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Go in there and just let it all hang out, try a trick play, do something crazy, and, because just lining up and beating LSU, you're not going to do it. The problem is they don't have the Big 12 officials there to help pull for them. Oh. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought that if that had been just a neutral crew, I, I don't know what their mo- I don't know what was going on, but it looked like they were looking for things to throw on Arkansas. I thought that offensive pass interference call on Luke Has was horrible. Nope. I thought he was targeted on the play. So at a minimum, it should have been offsetting penalties. And I really don't think – I think it was just total incidental contact. shouldn't have been called. I thought there should have been a spearing call on defense right before the half. On KJ when he KJ was on the ground. Says, as Rod Gilmore said, he came in high and he came in hot, and that should have been thrown. And they might. There's a lot more time left on the clock, and it's first and goal from like the, the four, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot higher chance that they score a touchdown there. So I thought, I thought the flags in that game had a, a, something to do with the outcome. Also and, on that, Tom, I'm sorry, on that possession, the, the celebration penalty before the on the interception yeah. or yeah, the fumble, after the fumble recovery, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're starting closer to the goal line, that's for sure. But they did get a 30-yard pass on the next snap. You would have started um, I, on I the 29, by the way. Right. And I, I disagreed with that 30. call. The guys Touchdown. were just celebrating. And and for Sam Pittman to be told, uh, you're, we we were trying to keep your guys from going in the stands, I don't think that was even remotely oh, close to happen. The stands? <laughs> get out of here. When does that ever happen? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Yeah, so in other words, <laughs> they were looking for something to throw, and they threw it. Same on the offensive pass interference. And then there was just, frankly, time. I mean, all the holding calls on our side. And you're telling me there were no no holding calls on BYU. Hmm. I mean, if you start throwing them for holding, usually both teams are doing that. Mm-hmm. Tom, there was one other play, and we haven't discussed it this week, is when the, the Arkansas, I don't know that they ever substituted anyone, uh, but they said there was a player outside the numbers that never came across the numbers. It was very in the announcers. Don't get me started. They they didn't they didn't know what had happened. We, I don't. Do you know what I'm talking about? Was there ever an explanation? In their defense, I wouldn't know that either from the booth. Probably it's a weird it's a weird deal. Well, I I don't remember the time of the game of that, um, and so I can't count. But I will tell you this: the the one the one penalty that BYU got worked wholly in their favor on the delay of game. 
where Arkansas stopped a fake punt, a mm-hmm. fake field goal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it it was just one of those nights, and yeah. I hate it. It just happened, and everything kind of went BYU's way, uh, not outside the start of the game. Yeah. No, I've been saying that all week. I'm like, when when the penalties that go against BYU actually go against you, you know you're having a bad night. <laughs> and that's what happened. And I yep. don't know about the substitution or the inside the, the numbers call. I did not see it at the time. Uh, before we let you go, i got a feeling on Ole Miss-Bama this week. Man, I got the feeling of, and it's just totally like um, what's happened lately is that Alabama's having trouble passing, um, and Ole Miss has kind of got some momentum going. And even though the game is in Tuscaloosa, I, when I saw the initial line, I was surprised. It wasn't it like maybe eight or something. Y'all probably know the line. Trying to touch down, yeah. But I would, I would, if it was me, I would take the points in Ole Miss, man. Yeah. Okay. Tom, I appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. And uh, when are you guys heading down? I'm actually driving to the airport now, so okay. we, we we took advantage of this nonstop, which is a beautiful thing. Every airline, everybody do this every year. Straight a nonstop to Baton Rouge and nonstop to Birmingham. It's really, fun. that's awesome. Yeah, United. Yeah. Uh, this is a United deal, and the day I saw this was like a eureka moment. Yeah, could couldn't be happier. That was when we we briefly had Glow Airlines here, and they had a direct in New Orleans. It was like I'd woken up and it was Christmas morning every day. How much is that flight, Tom? <laughs> from there to Baton Rouge? Um, it, it was in the it was in the three hundred. I don't remember okay, the exact good. number, but probably high three hundred. Not, okay. not too bad at all. No, I mean I paid that to fly from here, and it's you got another two and a half hours from your place, so that's and a good deal. Not a direct here. I know it's unfortunate. Safe travels, Tom. Have a good time, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Great weekend to you guys and all your loyal, lovely listeners. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Tom. All right, we got to hit a break. That was Tom Murphy, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We're going to talk to the new voice of the of Oaklawn Racing, uh, the new track announcer, in just a bit. And so stay tuned for that. We'll do it on the other side of the break. Deanerman. 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 Mr. Deanerman to you, sir. Matthew Deanerman. I spelled it out D-E-A-N. Right. So I don't make that mistake. That's how it was sent to me from phonetically. Huh. So. Big O Tires has a good deal right now. If you need a new tire, new set of tires, check out their deals. $100 off select set of tires. Go to the website, bigotires.com slash deals to see all of their monthly deals. Big O Tires has a great selection of tires. All the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. They do more than just tires. They'll work on your car. they got mechanics on hand. Doing brakes, alignments, oil changes, all kinds of different things. So if there's something wrong with your car, swing on by Big O Tires, see what they can do for you. Two great locations. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. In Cabot, it's Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. Big O Tires, the team we trust. Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. This is Sports Center. Well, there will be a third and deciding game in the Texas League North Division Series today. After the Springfield Cardinals beat the Arkansas Travelers 6-4 last night at Dickey Stevens Park, Connor Hoover was the offensive star for the Travs, going 3-4 with an RBI single in the seventh inning for Arkansas's first run of the game. Jake Anchia added an RBI single. Alberto Rodriguez had a two-run home run. First pitch is set for 6:35 tonight. Stephen Davis will have the call on our sister station, 106.7 Buzz 2, starting at 6:20. Moving to college football, quarterback Jalen Macon went 17 of 29 passing for 227 yards, but it wasn't enough as UAPB lost its swag opener last night, 31-24 at Alabama A&M. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. What's your Oaklawn? Maybe it's lounging under a cabana at our sparkling pool or unwinding with a massage at the luxurious Astral Spa. It could be dining in elegance, then hitting the casino for fun and high fives. And while you're here, you could explore thermal spas, dining and shopping on Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs National Park, just steps away from the resort. Discover your Oaklawn. Make reservations today at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Randy Rainwater. Join me for the Sonic Black. 
Blast this Friday in Arkadelphia when the Badgers take on the Nashville Scrappers. Brought to you by Sonic Drive-In and 103.7 The Buzz. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewskies is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewskies North is coming soon. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Welcome back in the zone. Got a question for us? Ask it live on Fan Feedback on our text line at 501-661-1037. Or hit us up on Twitter at JustinAkery7, at Wes underscore more, and at Seaweaver1037. And we'll do our best to answer it for you. in the zone on a Friday. Let's go. we got a football weekend on tap. High school all over the state tonight. College football all over the state tomorrow. A-State's at home. UCA's at home. Arkansas on the road at Baton Rouge, of course, against LSU. Tip the cap to UAPB. Put up a good fight last night. Lost on the road at Alabama A&M. Hope they... Uh, can get on track real soon. We got a full slate of GAC games this weekend too. So good one down in Arkadelphia, Harding, Henderson State. Yep. We'll see about that. Hmm. Thought last week was going to be an interesting game, and Harding rolled. But on the road, it'll be a much tougher deal for sure. Uh, all right, let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, and we found out this morning that Oakland has found their man. We almost dragged it out of Chris Ho on Monday at the Touchdown Club, but he's buttoned up. Found out today, though, Matt Dienerman is going to be the new track announcer at Oaklawn Park, and we have been able to get him to come on with us for a minute, even though he's out west. I'm sure it's, I mean, I guess it's not so early now, but it was when we alerted him to the possibility. Anyway, Matt, I appreciate you making some time for us. Congratulations, and welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, just a whirlwind of a morning, as you can imagine, and uh, December can't come soon enough, my friend. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we're certainly excited to have you. Have you ever been to Hot Springs or to Arkansas? I did visit uh, the facility, uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Oaklawn Park, about a month ago, and it just really reminded me of the Pacific Northwest. I was up in Washington State, actually, for a couple of years. A lot of mm-hmm. green. I love hiking. I like golf. I'm getting into golf. So just absolutely beautiful. I, I was blown away. I love it. So, Matt, you have been the uh, announcer at Golden Gate Fields for a long time, and I, after 80 years, I saw that they are closing down operations. I saw they're going to actually extend into next year, which was a, a little bit of a curveball. But um, you know, I'm sure you got a lot of great memories out there. And and obviously, listen, this has happened all over the country. We've seen a number of tracks shuttered, and you're coming to one of the more successful facilities in the nation right now. I mean, you're kind of going from ends of the spectrum, but I'm sure you got some great memories from out of Golden Gate. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Golden Gate, it's on prime real estate. I mean, you look out from the parking lot, you see the bay, you can see the Alcatraz, the state prison. Uh, you can see the, the the Golden Gate Bridge, the whole city at night. It's beautiful. It's all lit up. And, and we've had some great racing here. And obviously, just like Oakland Park, there's a lot of history 
involved with Northern California racing. So a lot mm-hmm. of mixed emotions, a bit of a whirlwind, not just this morning for this particular scenario, but the last couple months here. But, uh, you, you know, Golden Gate holds a special place in my heart, but I have no doubt that Oakland Park will be the exact same way once I make my way over there and get to know the whole, whole community. You're a West Coast guy. Uh, what brings you, I mean, what what's it say about Oakland that you're coming here and leaving the West Coast? Well, you know what? The thing is, when you're a track announcer, being able to go to a place like Oakland Park is a dream. This is the pinnacle of racing Oakland Park. You've got great horses, great human connections. You've got a rich history, a fan base that absolutely supports and loves their racing and loves their community. And, you know, out here on the West Coast, Oakland Park, again, is seen as the pinnacle of racing. So whenever you get a chance to be at a place like Oakland Park, there, there's no doubt that you want to be there and you want to take the opportunity to do that if you can. So um, I couldn't be more thrilled. Definitely going to be a different bit of scenery from California, but I'm ready for that adventure because life's all about an adventure. I just can't wait to get out there and meet everybody. Yeah, I think it's going to have all the things you want. You were talking about hiking and golf. you got plenty of options, certainly in hot springs and around the state. I think you'll be thrilled with the uh, the topography and the layout here in the state. It's a lot of fun, and people certainly love their racing here. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Matt Dienerman. He's the new track announcer at Oakland. We're not too far away, crazily enough, from the start of the season. Um, you're 31 years old, Matt. How did you originally come to uh, doing what you do? Because it is a very specific thing in the world of broadcasting. You know, Wes and I have been doing this for a long time, but I would never, ever step foot into a track announcer's booth. That is the most intimidating thing I can imagine. And obviously it's a very arduous task to try to do it, you know, 12 or 15 times in a day. How did you come to it originally? Well, I'm from San Diego, so I grew up maybe three to five miles away from a racetrack called Del Mar Racetrack. And obviously those who are listening that know racing, very much know Del Mar. Mm-hmm. On the same level as Oakland and Saratoga and and, and, you know, looking at looking back, I, I was a kid. My dad is not in the business. I'm a first-generation horse racing employee, so to speak, for lack of a better term. And I just fell in love with everything about racing, the horses, the pageantry, uh, the, the jockeys. I thought and still think they're tremendous athletes, watching them do their work and, and, and just being there and seeing the excitement of these beautiful thoroughbreds. I'm a horse guy. I love horses. So being able to see that, I wanted to do something on track. And originally, uh, when I was younger, I learned how to handicap the racing form through my dad, like a lot of people. And eventually, it came to a point where I decided I wanted to work in the business. And I felt, well, handicapping, being an ambassador, I'm social, I like doing those things. And originally, I was thinking about maybe doing some sort of handicapping on air, doing something like TVG, FanDuel TV. But eventually, uh, I just kept going back to the track announcing job. I kept asking my dad as a little kid, because I was listening to Trevor Denman, and I would say, you know, how does he do this? How does he do that? And I was so fascinated by the whole thing. And uh, when I was probably about 16, 17, I got a pair of binoculars and went up to the roof of racetracks and just started practicing, just wow. like uh, the great Doc Emmerich, who he did the same thing. He was obviously one of the best hockey announcers ever, and he'd do the same thing. He'd go up to a, a booth in the stadium and call the game, and that's basically what I did to practice, and I just kept going for it, you know? That's pretty amazing. What's your preparation like? Give me give me kind of a day in the life if you're getting ready for a day. So usually what happens is I handicap, I look at the races, usually a day or two in advance. Now, because Oakland Park, actually, that you guys draw, we draw our entries at Oakland probably six, seven days out, so I'll be able to prepare maybe a little bit earlier. But I always look at the, the racing form just to see, you know, not necessarily making selections unless I'm asked to, and I believe going to Oakland I will be, which will be great, and I love making selections and, and giving some thoughts out on air as well, but I look to see for things that maybe I can use in a race call, things like, are, is a horse adding blinkers? Is a horse a horse that likes to be on the lead, and maybe if he doesn't go to the front, I could say something along the lines of, usually on the lead today, he's stalking the pace, something along those lines, just material that maybe I could use to better inform the public on how a race is being run and maybe certain things that they weren't expecting or certain things they can learn from a race call. And then after that, it's all about just making sure race by race to go through the horses. I look at the jockey silks, what they're wearing, and that's how I differentiate what horses are what horses. Wow. And usually it's one of these interesting scenarios where you have to have a good memory, but you can't have too much of a long-term memory because there are certain owners, for example, Steve Asterson, obviously, 
the most successful winning trainer of all time. He also has a lot of horses that he owns, and there may be a day where he's got four or five horses on the same card, and they're all wearing the same silk. So it's a bit of an interesting scenario <laughs> because you have to remember for that specific race, but then if he's got another horse with the same silk on in the next race, you have to erase that memory from the last race and be able to focus on the next race. And and I can guarantee you, and this I think was with a lot of announcers, if we went out to dinner uh, 30 minutes after the ninth race, if you asked me one race is seven or eight, I wouldn't be able to tell you right off the bat because it, it, it's programmed in my brain and I've made it so that short-term memory, but know it really well for that short period of time. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Matt Dinerman again, the new track announcer at Oakland. So, you know, coming up on the West Coast, obviously plenty of sports options outside of horse racing. What do you follow closely? What teams, uh, what, what are you into? I really love the NFL. I really love the NFL. Uh, and I am a big 49ers fan because I've been living here for a number of years, and we're off to a good start, 3-0. and mm-hmm. I do follow baseball. My family's actually from Massachusetts, so I'm a Red Sox fan. So huh. hopefully uh, you guys, Michelle, hopefully you guys aren't too big of Yankee fans. But if you are, I won't hold it against you. But baseball and NFL are my two Sports and of course horse racing. Well, San Francisco's quarterback w- went to the same school I did, so I got I got some love oh, wow. for Brock Purdy. Um, so I, yeah. I, and I also had him as my fantasy quarterback last night, so I'm good there. And nobody around here likes the Yankees, so you're okay, I think. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, you know, I, I, I'm thinking that we can all get along if we all do not like the Yankees together. Yes, I agree. There are Yankees <laughs> fans, obviously, but we don't support that kind of activity. Um, so it's all good. When are you moving down here, Matt? Yeah, I'm looking to come up uh, probably late November, so I'm mm-hmm. really excited about that. I'll be able to get into the community and get get settled in. Um, and, and that's one thing that I enjoy doing that I really love about Oakland Park and hearing about it is it's a family, it's a community, and, and I'm really excited not just to call the races. And I'm not somebody that just calls races. I'm enjoying interacting with the community and hearing what horses people like and talking about their sports teams and celebrating Arkansas and celebrating horse racing together. So I'm really looking forward to coming in late November, getting settled in for a week or a week and a half, maybe even two before the meet starts. I looked for you briefly on Twitter today. Are you on Twitter? Damn, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at three Colts handicap. That's number three Colts handicap. You can find me on there. I got to be honest. I didn't look there. I just looked for your name. That explains <laughs> okay. it. That, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Well, listen, when you get in town, we'll uh, we'll have to get together for a round of golf or uh, a hang, Matt. But we look forward to visiting with you, meeting you. And I know it sounds like you're looking forward to getting to know the Hot Springs community and the racing community. And should be a lot of fun. We've got a great, uh, great year racing on tap. Absolutely, guys. Can't wait to get out there. December can't come soon enough, like I said. And we're going to have a blast this winter. Don't also, you worry. Also, I will say, uh, as Captain Obvious over here, your, your dollar is going to stretch a little further in Hot Springs than it does in Northern California. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna feel a little different, probably for the better guys. In all honesty, yeah, no doubt. Well, anyway, Matt, thanks for the time. We'll see you soon. Thank you guys for having me so much. Have a good day. You bet. Very good. I'm pushing fifty, and this guy's already more accomplished than me at thirty-one. I hate him already. Just kidding. He's gonna be great. What I mean, I love the fact that he wants to get out. He wants to get to know people. You know, that was again nothing against Vic. You know, and he he was a good announcer, but uh, but I don't think we got as much of that. You know what I mean? So I think that's mm-hmm. important. That was one of the things about Terry Wallace. Like Terry mm-hmm. wanted to talk to everybody. He's a fun yeah. guy. Yeah. I think that's an important part of the of the gig, or should be at least. Yeah, he, he sounds like Matt's going to embrace being a personality, and you are at Oakland as the track mm-hmm. announcer. You become a uh, public figure, and he wants to embrace that and take advantage of that. How hard would it be to call a horse race? Right. I- incredibly. Yeah. Oh. Hockey would be unbelievably difficult, and horse racing, I think, would be more difficult. It, both of them would be and tough. And the thing is, it's not just calling a race. Trying to call 10 or 11 or 12 races right. in a day with 8 to 10, 12 horses in a race, mm. forget it. Mm-hmm. No chance. And I'm the same as him. After a game, people are like, oh, can you believe that player, this player, that guy did that? I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I just called the game. Like, I don't remember it. Hardly ever. I mean, there are certain things that stand out, but a lot of times I'm like, I don't remember it. Well, you can't drift off and fall behind and get nostalgic. You're keeping up with what's Next going play. on right now. Yeah, move yeah. on. But in horse racing, like, yeah. I can't imagine. No. That'd be, crazy. It'd be crazy. And being colorblind, I could never do it. That's a great point. Yeah. Never thought about that. Yeah, he's talking about the silks, and I'm like, right. yeah, I can't. I'm looking for numbers. Me too. Right. I, that's I the way. To. Yeah, I'm same. 
Uh, the Arkansas Racing Commission this week, by the way, authorized the state's three casinos to expand sports betting markets to include slap fighting, pickleball, rodeo, and 15 other sports. You may have seen this story in the Democrat Gazette today. Uh, other ones, let's see here. Badminton, beach soccer, which I didn't know was a thing, beach volleyball, which I did know was a thing, biathlon, chess, Gaelic games. Oh, Wes, this is perfect. Hmm. Uh, Gaelic football, hurling, Gaelic handball, and rounders. Big fan of all those. Uh, Highlight, which is great. I mean, I actually would... That is one of the most uh, wagered-upon sports mm-hmm. in the world. I would love to go to a Highlight match in Miami I still sometime. don't understand the rules of it. I just know they have guys with giant baskets, and they throw a pelota really hard. I thought it was yeah. like uh, lacrosse, kind of same concept. Huh? I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. It's I'm with sort you. of like lacrosse crossed with handball, I think. <laughs> Netball, which is similar to basketball. Have you seen that? It's got no backboard. It's yeah. a very weird sport. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I haven't seen uh, it. New Zealand. I had I heard David trying to pronounce this one. It's a Finnish game. It's called uh, Pesapalo. Okay, combination of traditional ball batting team games in American baseball: rowing, summer athletics, swimming, winter athletics. So I guess during the uh, Olympics, you're be able to wager on all that stuff at Oakland. They're also changing the purse distribution, which we'll talk to uh, our friends at Oakland about next week. I think so. They're doing a deal where they used to pull out, I think, uh, 1.5% to give to the people who don't finish in the top five, mm-hmm. and now they're going to do 2.5%. Apparently, that was a bit of a, a drawback for some folks that they didn't want to come and risk the travel and go, well, what if I don't get in the top five? I'm going to be eating a lot of money, and they're like, well, let me help you out here, especially on these, it's on stakes races. So like, oh, okay. if you got a million-dollar stakes yeah. race, that's a pretty good chunk of money, cover your expenses, get you here and get you home, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're very progressive at Oakland. We know that up to and including Matt Dienerman. Their new track announcer. So there you go. 31 years old, though, man. What a cool deal. Crazy. Good for him. I hope he likes corned beef. No doubt, pigskin. There are other options, but that is the best one. The best. I'd hate for him to miss out. Philip Martin's here. We'll do our champs and chumps from the week that was. Uh, we got... Uh, there. It looked like there was a horror movie that looked kind of intriguing this weekend. I yeah. think it was a horror movie. Yeah, there it is. It sounded like one on the m- title. Yeah, it's a horror movie. There there have been 150 horror movies this year so far. Literally? Really, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just like they they they're cheap to make and they they draw an audience, you know. So yeah. Kind of like Sports Talk Radio. Mhm. <laughs> we'll be back. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill. The Grove Hunting Club in Jefferson County has over 12,000 acres of waterfowl hunting just a short hour away from Little Rock. The Grove recently added a new pro shop and four bedrooms to their 13,000 square foot main lodge. The main also has a custom walker room. The Grove added four new private cabins for couples, or you can stay in the second lodge that's 1,800 square feet. Book your next hunting trip at The Grove. Call 870-692-3221 or email thegrovehuntingclub at gmail.com. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. Lone Star. Live. Friday, September 22nd at the Hall. Tickets on sale now at LittleRockHall.com. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. 
Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, Jonathan Stone in Lone Oak, or Stephen Reeser in Jacksonville today. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos, deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays, and DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the Zone on the Buzz Radio Network. Listen to your favorite show on the Buzz app or online at 1037thebuzz.com. All right, Champs and Chumps brought to you by our friends at Max Prairie Wings down in Stuttgart. Whether they know it or like it or not, I will tell you what you're going to like, the Fall Fest. By the way, the official start of fall is manana, so don't miss out. Well, you're not. I mean, if you're alive, you're going to... I'm down, Tony. Yeah, I'm down. Whether you celebrate or enjoy or appreciate or pay any attention to the first day of fall, it's going to be here regardless of what you do. So if you miss it on Fall Fest, though, that's on you, knuckleheads. I'm here to help out. September 28th through October 1st, four days only at Max Prairie Wings, both online and in-store, and you get top savings and tax-free on all their sale pricing, both in-store and online at maxpw.com. Guns, uh uh-huh. Ammo, you bet. Bows, waders, decoys, clothing. And with any purchase over 99 bucks, they will ship it to you for no dollars. Very free. Yes, I can afford that. Max Prairie Wings Fall Fest, your one-stop shop for savings on all things outdoors. And don't forget, of course, bow season starts for you hunters here in the very near future. And you can get everything you need from an archery standpoint, bows, arrows, targets, accessories. And, of course, they've got all the top brands down there. At Max Prairie Wings, go by and see our friends in Stuttgart. Don't miss out and get tax-free for those four days, okay? Philip Martin, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, why is that mic not very... Get up on that. It was, there you go. There you go. My headphones aren't, aren't... Nothing's happening here either. Okay. So maybe Nothing that's, at all? Mm, I don't hear anything. Of course, I'm deaf, so... Well, we can could, we could, we adjust that in the break. That that's we can right. fix. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I posted something. We had been debating this for a couple of days. Pat Sajak, of course, is retiring, and Ryan Seacrest is taking over. And so we debated on the air yesterday at length about who's more important. Wes is in the uh, camp that... What? I didn't say she's more important. The whole argument we had was she deserved more money than she was making. That was not the argument I had yesterday. I didn't care about her money. You said she's harder to replace or more important, one of the two. <laughs> you did. I, can, I got the tape. We could play it back. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We got off on a different yeah. argument. Who do you think is... I don't care about her money. She's making too much money regardless. That's how we, she was yeah. only making two. He was making 15. That was a debate right. you guys yeah. had a week yeah. before when I wasn't here. Anyway, how, how uh, who do you think is more important, Pat or Vanna, to the big scheme of things over there? Or more replaceable, if you want to play it that way. Mm, well, I think... You know, I don't think either one of them is irreplaceable. Thank you. I mean, I think I everybody is, you know, we're she all... Turns, she turns We've letters. all got a shelf I mean, life. She doesn't even turn them anymore. She touches them now. She touches them and they turn, yeah. It's amazing. What's That's really lazy. I think the host is the most important part. Yeah. I'm not even saying Pat Sajak's my favorite game Right, I would think the host would be the most important part, though... Uh, he doesn't deserve seven times, seven and a half times what she's making. If you, I mean, don't you think so? No, I don't. Th- no, I, I don't think, think this so. This is play-by-play versus sideline reporters. Right, sideline reporters. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know if I don't mm. know if what she's color. She is not color. Yes, she is. She isn't. You're That's why she's there. How many to times? Well, color. they go to her. They go <laughs> yeah. to her a lot during the you yeah. know during the game. What do you think she's there for? She yeah. barely speaks, but she doesn't speak, right? No, mm. barely. I, never, I hardly ever hear her talk at yeah. the end of the show. She's Does a, yeah. a sideline reporter at best. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Oh, he does play-by-play play and color. She she's on the sideline. She's the side definition line. of color. No. That's why you... That's the whole draw. She adds an element that some guys want to watch. She is the color. She's yeah, like yeah. sideline reporters. Thank you. Yeah. You think they're guys actually watching Wheel of Fortune just to see her? I mean, no. I mean... Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, I, I, mean, I could be that guy. I don't know. I, I mean, know. Just like, That's why they have an attractive <laughs> yeah. blonde on there right. to get people to watch. Right. Look, we're, we're going to d- disagree on this forever. It's fine. That's okay. I think she's no better than a sideline reporter. You think she's a color analyst all of a sudden for somebody who doesn't speak. Not very colorful. Mm. But anyway, the she's point very is... very colorful. How much do you think um, like Fowler makes versus Holly Rowe? You think he makes ten times more than she does? Five times. At least. Yeah. 
Yeah, five times. Oh, yeah. Minimum. Yeah. yeah. And maybe more. Okay. So, by that context, yeah, maybe he's overpaid or she's underpaid. But I'm like, as I said yesterday on the air, she's getting how much? Two million? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it was. I think she's getting a small bump in pay. Okay. Let's just say she's getting two million, just for argument's sake. She's getting two million dollars to walk left to right and touch panels how that much? turn to letters. How much is no, that no, show no, no. She's getting No, she is getting $2 million a year to be Vanna White. Yes. Right, I agree. I mean, she that's a name. Yeah. So my point is, I, as I said yesterday, like, I would do that for, I would I would do it naked for $2 million. Admittedly, nobody wants to see me naked, <laughs> but I'm just saying, it's it's just it's just the most mindless yeah. work on earth for $2 million. Well, yeah. Is there anybody who makes $2 million a year that does less? No. Name me one person. I can't. Name me one person who does less for $2 million a year. She doesn't have to use her brain at all. Mm. She has I to almost be able to said walk. Stephen A. Smith. But yeah. I mean, we all learned, to <laughs> use Bobby Knight's point earlier, Pigskin, we learn how to walk at one. That's all she does. Most of us I walk, go on to other I things. I touch the light. I touch the light, Mommy. I touch the light. I mean, it takes, I mean, any buffoon can do it. Two million dollars. So is she here. like the UAW? Does she want a 40% raise or <laughs> Kevin, a 10 Kevin's, times raise? Or Kev what? says, I'm throwing the red flag. Play the tape. <laughs> <laughs> we debated it long enough yesterday. All right, we got to do champs and chump. Mizzou Mania, I'm going to give you two seconds. What do you got? Well, hey, guys, I wanted to uh, talk to you about Honor Bote. Uh, uh, people of Mizzou think uh, he's uh, going to commit. We just got a bad signal from Dennis Gates, and uh looks like it's Honor. It's football season, buddy. Nobody cares about that. What, do you, what else you got? And that's what I got. I just I didn't know if you guys want to talk about it today. We don't. Good luck to your okay. Tigers. See you. Don't get beat by Memphis this weekend after uh, shocking the world against Kansas State last week. All right. Champs and chumps. I hate to do this at the risk of uh, upsetting my uh, my love interest, but the, the Bears. I mean, they got to be the chumps this week, right? I mean, they're already stinking. You got Justin Fields coming out and talking about how this too much coaching is clouding his thinking. Yeah. And then on top of that, you got the, the whole defensive coordinator deal, which we don't know if it's actually a medical issue or he's doing something that is uh, inappropriate because there was talks of, like, raids at his house, raids at the facility. That's all been refuted. But anyway, he's also put out a statement that he's re- he intends to come back and coach again. So okay. he's acting like it's purely health issues. But so did Urban Meyer. And right. you never know. Yes. Plus, they were in orange. My champ this week is Minnesota Twins manager Rocco Baldelli who is the manager of the Twins, and his wife just had twins. I mean, that's going the extra mile, son. I mean, that is living the part. You know, Sam Pippen said, this isn't my job, this is my life. This guy takes it seriously, too. I respect it. My champ of the week is Isaiah Stevens. Yes. Guys, write this name down. Isaiah Stevens, the best freshman running back I've ever seen in my life. He plays at Sheridan. Last night, he had eight touchdowns, five two-point conversions, unofficially 431 yards rushing. Dude has a different gear, Yikes. fast, quick, a lot of fun to watch. Chump? How big is he? Chump. Uh, it's hard to tell as a freshman. Yeah, you know, I couldn't tell. Freshman, I, I wasn't standing He's going too to fast. Him. He couldn't yeah, tell. Stephen A. Smith's my chump, guys. I mean, yeah. is there anybody else? I don't like him, period. And then right. when he does something like that, yeah, you're a chump. <laughs> One bad pitch? I just don't like him generally. That's terrible. Hey, at least he got it to the pitcher. He just one-hopped it. I didn't think it was that bad. He didn't get it to the thing. catcher? He did. He one hopped it. It bounced. Yeah. That's not getting it to it. Well, I mean, I'm saying he didn't throw it offline. He didn't roll it. It didn't die out. <laughs> Check out the new location of Bell & Sword in Conway. Suits, shirts, vests, also polos with Arkansas logo gear from Johnny O and Peter Millar. A store within a store with Arkansas-made Martin Demon shoes and leather goods. Fantastic service with a tailor-owned staff to fit you perfectly. Go to the new location, 